listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16. The official beer of the Swift Current Broncos is Ryan Schweitzer and Craig Boschman. It is the Broncos This Week podcast, brought to you by Original 16, Ryan Schweitzer and Craig Boschman. And uh, getting ready for a weekend where the Broncos will host the Edmonton Oil Kings. That's going to be tomorrow night and Bosch. Third jerseys are going to get busted out for that, and uh, I'll tell you what, uh, just talking to people around the rink the past few games, lots of buzz with uh, with the new look. Those jerseys are awesome. Uh, Taylor Vaz, Broncos alum, playing in Germany, did a great job with those things. Um, the video was a lot of fun to make. Uh, I think we, Cass and I, were talking to Sherry um, the day after they dropped, and I think already five or six had sold at that point. So I uh, hope to see some more of them around the rink on uh, the game on Friday because those are some real nice-looking jerseys. Yeah, they're going to look really good on the ice there. I, I always like it when we go, like, green is the dominant color in those. Maybe it's the Ryder fan in me. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, they look real, real sharp. Uh, last night, a bit of a humbling one after a, a great start to the season. Uh, how did you see it from the broadcast booth? Yeah, Red Deer's kind of an interesting team because they had a really tough year last year, and, and maybe part of it was their situation with the players living inside the rink. That was such a unique thing for them to go through. But they really struggled last year. They only won four games out of the 23 that they played. And then I think they, you know, Brent Sutter kind of made a point of wanting his team to get older and get better at the same time. So went out and got guys like Liam Keeler from Edmonton and Kai Uchaz from Seattle. They got a new coach in play with Steve Connell-Walchuk on the bench there. So I think they really made a point of trying to uh, put last year completely behind them, sort of lean on the older guys more so than having younger guys kind of lead the way. So uh, with nine 19-year-olds on the roster, they're three 20-year-olds. Uh, I mean, they're uh, a team that kind of relies on those older guys more so than uh, having the younger guys step in and sort of lead the way, much like the Broncos are doing. So um, it was uh, it was a tough game for Swift Current. Uh, I mean, when you're down 2 nothing five minutes into the game, it's tough a tough hole to climb out of, but even more so against an older and, and veteran squad in Red Deer. So I think the, the frustration was kind of boiling over a bit there in the game with all those misconducts that were handed out and the penalties and the score just not going the way the Broncos were hoping. So you hope that a young group can kind of learn from that and then make sure they don't uh, sort of make those mistakes again uh, once they see another team like Red Deer. What was the discussion and the controversy at the beginning of the third period involving Matt Ward? I saw there was an extended conversation with uh, with Dean and Ward was involved. He was heading back to the dressing room. He wasn't. Uh, what what went down there? So I think what I, what I heard was that so he was given a 10-minute misconduct in that whole mid part of the second mm-hmm. period there, but I don't know if the message was explicitly relayed to him that he had a 10-minute misconduct, and so he was out there for his next shift after all of that went down. And then I guess when the third period started, the officials told the Bronco bench and told Matthew that you had a 10-minute misconduct, but you played the next shift. So that results in a game misconduct. Ah. So he couldn't play the rest of the third period. So I think it was just kind of some confusion uh, with regards to the communications. And obviously unfortunate. I mean, you lose one of your top players uh, for the third period. So uh, an unfortunate break for for the Broncos and for Matthew Ward. But uh, I'm sure that's not something that's going to be a regular thing happening. No, certainly not. And, uh, you know, something that will be a regular thing is conversations with coaches on this podcast. And uh, our feature guest this week and also a guy to do the coach show segment is uh, new assistant coach Matt Keeler, a human being that prior to talking to him, I knew absolutely nothing <laughs> about other than he came from Drayton Valley. And uh, uh, w- what's your take on uh, on him as an AC? Yeah, kind of a similar situation. I mean, I'd, I think I'd spoken to him in interviews live post-game on radio more than I actually had talked to him face-to-face as a co-worker. So uh, he came in at such a hectic time with you know, coming in, I think the next day was the first preseason game. And, you know, I'm sure he's been crazy busy getting settled in town and uh, all these sorts of things. So I can't even imagine what a, a whirlwind it must have been for him. But 
Um, you know, he's, he seems to be a guy who is very eager to learn with, uh, you know, from guys like Devin Prod and, and Dean Brockman. So um, wants to be a, a career coach and is willing to, you know, put in all the hard work that comes along with that. So, uh, you know, the perfect kind of guy to be here with a younger team that's on the up and up. And, uh, you know, it was great to finally get a chance to talk to him face to face for a long time. It's going to be a big weekend coming up for the Broncos. Uh, you know, not just the uh, the hype with the third jerseys, but a very, very good hockey team coming into town tomorrow night. Edmonton, they've really become one of the elite franchises in the league and, and one of these teams that just never really seems to be rebuilding, just seemingly always competitive. Yeah, they had one bad year. I think that was 17-18. They weren't very good, and they got the first overall pick in the draft with Dylan Gunther, and then all of a sudden they were a championship contender the next year. So uh, I guess that's the way you want to do it if you're going to rebuild quickly, and they managed to do that uh, but a very impressive turnaround for that organization is they had a couple of tough years you know 15 16 through 17 18 but since then I mean they won 42 games 42 and then they went 22 and one in the short yeah. season last year so um, that's a roster that's got multiple NHL draft picks on it three first rounders though one of them is still with St. Louis and Jake Neighbors but they've got a ninth overall pick in Dylan Gunther to Arizona and their starting goalie was the first goalie taken in the 2021 draft in Sebastian Cosa to Detroit so um, this is going to be a tough test for the Broncos no question about it but uh, an exciting one you know get a chance to see such a young group going up against you know sort of that offensive juggernaut in uh, in Edmonton and a great uh, measuring stick opportunity. Indeed. All right. Coming up in just a moment, we'll have our feature guest and uh, also our coaches show segment. One of the newest members of the Swift Current Bronco organization, a sit down with Matt Keeler right after this on Broncos This Week. You're listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16, the official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. It's the Broncos This Week podcast brought to you by Original 16. Coaches show segment and our feature guest as well as we're going to meet one of the newer members of the uh, Swift Current Bronco family, assistant coach Matt Keeler. Matt, thanks a bunch for uh, making your way to this end of the rink and joining us on the podcast here. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, so, and, and I mean, really, you're one of the newer members of the Bronco family. You were uh, brought in just uh, just prior to the preseason. That must have been a, a whirlwind experience for you, eh? Uh, yeah, it was, especially, uh, you know, having a family. But this is, again, being a coach at, uh, at any level, this is something that you have to get used to. And, um, you know, it's it's been a crazy, you know, almost two years. So, you know, nothing surprises me at this point. So can you kind of tell us what sort of happened? I know you had interviewed for the position in the summer. And then, you know, when your phone lights up with a call from Dean Brockman as your season's about to get underway, I mean, what was kind of your initial reaction? Yeah, to, to, you know, to be honest, we just got back from a road trip. Uh, we were playing in Bonneville the night before. So, you know, uh, those long trips, sometimes you're getting home at, I think, 3 in the morning, so it was an early phone call. So I thought we were just, you know, we came off a nice win there, and I thought I was just getting a call to say, hey, you know, th- th- think things are going good there, and how how is the, the season looking? And, and uh, obviously, uh, you know, it was a, a, a long conversation, but, uh, you know, something that, you know, again, I, I, I was, uh, you know, prepared for, obviously, in the summertime. So um, it wasn't a, a, a total shock, but... Uh, Enough of one that for sure, you know, uh, you, you got to bring the family home that night and have a have a long, difficult conversation with them. But uh, you know, again, it was something that uh, you know was an opportunity that that I wasn't gonna gonna pass up. That was for sure. And this is our first chance to have a long form discussion with you. So this is going to be a big getting to know Matt Keeler type thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, what, what's your uh, what's your immediate hockey background? Uh, so like, as far as coaching, like I, I got obviously into the AAA. 
um, you know, the AAA stream. So uh, the, the Calgary uh, Calgary Flames actually association in, in Calgary was the first uh, taste of coaching. I, I got uh, I was really lucky to get involved uh, uh, with a head coach uh, Pat Elnick, who was a, a former NHLer and, and Winnipeg Jet, and uh, he was coaching the minor midget team there, and that was my first kind of you know I just uh, I, uh, to be honest I never really thought after playing hockey that I I would get into coaching and it was uh, you know a friend of a friend of a friend I got a phone call and said hey like they're looking for an assistant coach would you be you know interested and I thought you know what I'll, I'll go meet and sit down with uh, Pat and we sat down and we hit it off right away and I thought you know what Let, let's do this let's see see how this is and and a couple months in I was just my like eyes wide open just blown away with how um you know like how much I learned just in three months and I thought man like if I had coaching like this when I was a a young guy you know so I like to be honest yeah like I really really learned a lot um, from Pat and and then I found that passion right and you know we had a little bit of success and then you kind of found that you know your blood starts going again and you you get you just you know it it was uh, you know it was it was like a high again right that you're just getting in hockey and it was even though they're they're young kids you just um, you just found that passion again for for the game and and from then on, it was uh, I got into the Calgary North Stars uh, Association and um, kind of you know did the Bantam AAA, minor midget AAA, midget AAA, um, coming through, and you know we had some really really good years and, and a lot of success. And um, you know I was an electrician by trade actually, so I was taking my electrical certificate and coaching at the same time, which was really difficult. But uh, you know we did it, and and I got a call through uh, you know someone that I knew in the Hockey Alberta program, and uh, there's a technical director job and uh, a head coaching job um, in the AAA stream up in Grand Prairie. So it was kind of the first time to really work in hockey full-time. And again, another conversation with with the wife saying, hey, you know, have <laughs> you ever heard of Grand Prairie? <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, again, it was, a, it was a hard decision, but, you know, something that I thought, you know what, let's – I got to pursue this. It's something that uh, – um, you know, I was really passionate about at the time. And, and uh, yeah, so that was kind of the first time I got to work in hockey full-time, technical director in charge of, you know, development for all the youth programs in, in Grand Prairie Minor Hockey, which is one of the largest uh, minor hockey associations in, in Alberta, a very large association. And I think there was a 50, 54 teams in, in the association at the time. So it was a big job. And, and again, I had a, had a ton of fun. And, and, you know, same kind of thing, just, you know, just kind of working away, developing as much as I could. And, and then the opportunity came uh, uh, to, to be the head coach of the Junior A team. And that was kind of the big, that was the big step for me. And um, we had, had uh, you know, what I thought was quite a bit of success. And we, we really turned the program around there in, in Grand Prairie and uh, brought the lifeblood back to that, that team, too, that had experienced uh, you know, really good, a lot of success, you know, 10, 12 years ago, but we're really, I think, three three or four straight years out of the playoffs and in the AJHL. So we had a lot of fun, um, you know, obviously in Grand Prairie. And and then, uh, you know, things uh, just, uh, you know, kind of being a 500 hockey team after a couple of years. And, um, you know, I got uh, fired at the deadline um, two years ago there. And that's uh, being a coach, right? It's... Uh, mm-hmm. Um, you know, it happens, and, and uh, I, I was prepared for it. It was the last year of uh, my contract, so, uh, you know, I thought that was for sure going to be my last year and, and I might pursue something else. But, uh, you know, um, there, there just happened to be an opportunity in, in Drayton Valley, and 
uh, you know, when uh, one of their assistant coaches, uh, you know, got, actually fell ill um, and left on uh, sick leave. So, uh, or sick leave. So, I just called, you know, my parents, and to be honest, like I was. You know, I was paid out for the rest of the season, and you know, I, I I knew Thurston obviously coaching against him in in Drayton Valley, and I really liked what he was doing there. So, I called uh, Thurston and said, "Look, like I don't even need to get paid. Like I'll I'll come after Christmas after the break, and and if you need some help, like I'm there, kind of a thing, right?" So and. Yeah, like it, it worked out, and I went there, and and it, it kind of the, a lot of the same stuff that I had when when I worked with Pat. Like I got to be an assistant coach again under under someone that you know has won national championships in in U Sport and in Eric Thurston right with the Golden Bears, and has kind of come through that program and had a lot of success and. And same thing, like you just wow, like I, I learned a ton and, and it was probably the best thing that I ever did was going back, being an assistant, seeing how someone else, um, you know, was doing things. And and uh, again, you kind of, you know, you, you felt fell in love with with the game a little bit again. It got more and more fun as the high the level got increased. We had a really good uh, playoff uh, win against Bonneville. And then the shutdown happened, right? And yeah, um, it's been tumultuous, uh, you know, from there. But you know, my time there was, um, you know, fantastic. And and uh, you know, the, 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 we did a really good job recruiting this year, and it was a really good program. But uh, like anything else, it's uh, you know, I've I've wanted to coach at the highest level for for a long time. So when you get an opportunity to coach in the Western Hockey League, it's it, like I said, it was a no-brainer talking with, uh, you know, my family and, and other coaches that I know. And, you know, it's something that uh, I really wanted to pursue. So, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm ecstatic that I'm here and I'm, I'm really happy. And, you know, Dean's great and, and Devin's been really great. And, like, they, they've just, uh, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're clicking as a coaching staff. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's a lot of work, but uh, um, especially at this level, it's, it's uh, you know, you're, we're here at 7.30 in the morning and sometimes we're not going home till 8 or 9 o'clock at night on just yeah. a practice day, right? So it's a different world, um, but you got to really love the game and you got to be passionate about it and and all three of us are. And so, uh, yeah, like I'm really excited to be here and and uh, continue to get better every day. You used the word passionate a couple of times yeah. there and, and what is what is it about coaching that you're so passionate about? I mean, where do you get your sort of rewards in coaching from? Yeah, just seeing again on the faces and seeing the success that these that these guys have and you know, it's uh, we're, we're, I'm a pretty humble guy. Like we're don't, we're not, uh, you know, looking I guess for 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 the glory and things like that. But when you see these guys have success and, and develop and move on to the next level, um, that that's a huge one, right? So, um, and, and then also just the, the, the especially the the winning, like the winning and um, the playoffs. There's there's no other feel like better feeling than winning a playoff series and. Just to come in the room after you win a like a grinding playoff series and a, a game six or a game seven and just the amount of work and the blood, sweat and tears that goes into it, um, there, there's no better feeling. There, there is, there isn't. So it's no different than winning a Bantam championship or a Western Hockey League championship or you know uh, hopefully one day a National Hockey League championship. That feeling you, you you just can't escape. It's the same one you had, you know, when you're eight years old, nine years old, and you're outside playing street hockey. You're playing for the Stanley Cup and you know when you win when you win it it's it's the best feeling in the world and it doesn't change when you're 40 years old it's the same the same feeling you get so you know that's the one 
we're every year we're searching for because it's it it doesn't come very often it's it's uh something that you know it, it, sometimes it, it it might not ever come right for for a coach or a player so it's uh, it's something that you're just chasing and and something to be real proud of what uh, what about your playing days? You know, you touched on that. You know, you were a player and everything. You managed to find a passion through the game, through coaching after a playing career. You know, how, how far did you go on ice? Yeah, like uh, it wasn't a very, very far career. You know, it was, I was usually uh, watching from the bench quite a bit. But, uh, you know, I had a, a cup of coffee in the, the Southern Professional Hockey League. And I was more of a, a, a more of a, a fighting league, I guess, back then. <laughs> Hockey was a, a little bit different, you know, uh, almost 20 years ago now. But... Uh, um, I found my way uh, actually to Sweden. I, um, I, I just uh, I got lucky there. I got uh, to play in Division Two over in Sweden um, uh, for about half a season after Christmas, and so that was a, like a really good experience. It's something that I never, you know, wanted to uh, to pass up there. But uh, um, you know, as far as junior things like that, I never played uh, you know at the highest level of junior, and, and I, I really didn't take it uh, that seriously. And um, it wasn't until uh, you know I got to it wasn't until I was finished junior actually where I really started to train and take things a little bit serious and um, you know I, I, I carved out a little bit of a of a spot for myself and um, you know but I, but after that it was uh, like I said it's it was when I got into coaching where I, I felt and, and you know maybe that's part of it was just you know uh, uh, a lot of learning and being that guy that was in and out of the lineup and being the guy that was on the bench watching uh, quite a bit sometimes that seems to be uh, you know it ends up being a passion here as you kind of see you, you spend lots of time seeing how you know the the teams manage and how the players are managed and, and the the character of the of the guys because usually the players sitting on the bench um, is uh, they're usually high character you have to have high character to be able to do that and consistently and um, you know be a good teammate right so that that was my my strength I was always just I was a good teammate I was willing to do whatever it took to to help the team have success and you know that's how I am on the ice and that's how I am off the ice too so that's kind of what I you know I, I you know I like to bring to the table as far as you know the players out there too but uh yeah that's that's where I Got to rewind. Yeah. Got to rewind a little bit here. Uh -oh. Sweden. <laughs> Tell yep. me, what do you remember about, you know, not necessarily <laughs> just playing in Sweden, but the Swedish experience? Yeah. You know, well, I, I remember my first practice. Uh, I was used to the North American style, obviously, of uh, getting it in deep, get it below the goal line. And <laughs> I remember we were doing neutral zone regroups. It was my first drill, and I went D to D, and I came across the red line, and I just wired one around the glass to the other side, and the whistle blew. And the coach came up to me and said, what are you doing? Like, never, <laughs> ever do that again. <laughs> Why would you give them the puck, right? So, um, yeah, a, a def definitely a different style of game. But, uh, uh, you know, I learned a lot over there. Like, they're, you know, it, it was uh, everyone spoke English, which was, you know, really nice um, for some reason, except for the head coach. I was the only one that didn't speak. <laughs> the most important uh, piece of the puzzle didn't speak uh, any English. But, uh, you know, all the players are really, really good. And, of course, you know, a lot of them wanted to play in North America too, right? So they had a lot of questions and, and uh, it was you know, there, there's lots of hockey so you don't, you know, you don't have too much time to really, you know, go travel and which is something I regret a little bit. Um, 
Uh, but yeah, like, you know, you know, I have a son too that plays hockey and, and I would never like the experience of being able to go and travel. Um, if, if that opportunity exists, even if it's a lower level, it's something that, yeah. you know, I'd never pass up because I even still to this day, like you, you make friends with these guys and some are still, you know, in the hockey world, either as coaches too, or scouts, things like that. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was an opportunity that I would, I would never pass up. If, and if I had the chance to do it again, I, I would, but anyway, yeah, it was a ton of fun. The, the people are great over there and, you know, the, the, they're passionate about their hockey and, um, you know, it was, uh, it, it, you didn't feel like you were in another world. That's for sure. Like yeah. it was a hockey world and, and, uh, you know, that, that pressure cooker of, of winning still too, but, uh, yeah, it was fun. It was a really good experience. Were there any things about living over there that were a bit of a culture shock for you? You said it wasn't too, too different, but were there some <laughs> things that kind of caught you off guard? Well, I'm an, like, uh, you know, I, I grew up in Alberta, so that Alberta beef and <laughs> you're not getting any of that over there, right? So it's, uh, but yeah, like the, obviously the, the food is a little bit different and, um, you know, there's, uh, you know, there's definitely not a, a McDonald's or a Tim Hortons on, <laughs> on every corner, which, you know, I, uh, yeah, even, even the Tim Hortons coffees when, when I was a teenager, like that's, uh, you know, that was my go-to. So, um, you know, that, that was a little bit of a, a culture shock, but, uh, um, you know, other than that, I mean, like it's. I, I I was like I did a lot of traveling as a kid too, so there, there was really no nothing you know too too shocking about it. But again, just you know, right right in the towns you live in, some of these buildings and castles are still <laughs> yeah. standing from um, you know we're we're close to actually we're in the southern Sweden, so close to Denmark too. And um, you know, there's a couple of times we get on the ferry and go to Denmark or you know things like that. And uh, you know it, it was expensive. Sweden was expensive. <laughs> the rent is expensive and things like that. And the food is is pretty expensive. So, um, you know, obviously the high high tax rates, but you know, as far as education, all like like the quality of life was was really really good. So that that was a you know a good experience. You came to Swift Current as uh, as an assistant from Drayton Valley. Um, you know, you, you got that call when training camp was already underway. So I mean, obviously it was a quick turnaround time. You talked about having to have the discussion with the family. Uh, first impressions of Swift Current? Yeah, I, I really like it here. Like it's. Uh, like well, you know, Drayton Valley is obviously a, a, a smaller town. I think it's about you know 5,500, um, but it's close enough uh, you know to Edmonton that uh, you know you can you know if you need any of the big box stores, you can go there. But it's you know I've I've been used to the um, that smaller town feel. But I love the drive. Like we, you know I drove here. I think I left. I came to Calgary and then I left Calgary. You know about kind of seven in the morning, and you're making that kind of midday drive. Um, you know across Medicine Hat and and coming through and just to, to see the prairies you feel like you know and I'm I was born and raised in, in Calgary but uh, you know I'm used to the prairies and used to you know the rolling hills and it's it is it's you know when you come into town it felt like uh, this was a hockey town when I drove in and um, you know it's uh, in, in junior A there you know it's there, there's some there's some barns still in junior A but you know even when I came in here and I walked into this building you 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 know, you, you just get the feeling that, you know, a lot of like special players have been through here and, you know, that a lot of special things have happened here too, right? So and you feel that when you walk in, when you're a coach or, you know, you've been around the game. So, you know, that, that was really big uh, for me, but the town's been good. Uh, everyone's been, you know, all the people that I've met have been fantastic.
ethic and um, you know I, I I could see myself being here for for a long time yeah. well much like a new player to the Western Hockey League this is kind of all a new experience for you as well so I mean the first month or so here I mean what's what's the pace been like for you with the preseason games and now the regular season kicking off just kind of what's the experience been like for you yeah to, to be honest I'm actually I'm happy it it, it happened as quick as it did because if it if I maybe I came in a little bit earlier like it, it's nice kind of sometimes being thrown into the fire so you didn't even have time to think it was I was here and the next day we were playing our first exhibition game and here I am on the bench in the first uh, you know WHL game and you know you're 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 going up against uh, you know coaches that have coached in the National Hockey League so mm-hmm. you know you don't even have time to really think about it and digest it it's just right to work right away so and the, the kids were actually really good I I came in and, and every player you know came introduced themselves and and uh, you know they're even though it's a young group they're you know they 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 want to they want to learn they're they're open to um, you know developing and and you know I think they saw that and and it's tough for those guys too like the past like with all the changes going there's it's changing all the time and then all of a sudden now there's a new coach right so it's a, I get it there there's lots going on so you know it's team builders daily and just in talking with the guys and just being part of the group and understanding that I'm I'm learning too and there's you know we're going to learn together and it, you know if I don't know the one thing about me is I'm going to find out so you know you got questions and it, you know I'm not going to pretend I know everything but um, what I do know is I'm going to find out and I'm going to work as absolute hard as I can to make sure that, you know, we get the right info, the right answers and, and the right tools to, to get you guys to where you need to be. For, for you with this organization and your colleagues in that coach's office, um, what, what's your thing? If, if you have a thing, like are you a skill guy, systems guy, special teams, like what, what, what do you bring into the table? Uh, yeah, I th- like I think a lot of the, you know, when again, when I talk about the character side of things, like I, I'm, I'm definitely not, I'm not the yeller, I'm not the screamer, I'm, I'm way, I'm more of a player's coach and um, I know where I am in, in my, my coaching career. I, and the game has changed and the kids have changed too, right? And, and I've, I've been through it even when I was a player on, you know, on, on how hard it was. Um, you know, to, to just just the, the daily grind of how things happen, and that's that's me. I, I think that's my biggest focus. Is there's so much pressure on these guys from you know a million different angles, and just trying to make sure that you know every day we do the best we can um, to make sure that when they step foot in the rink, it's as fun as possible. We're learning and we're working, but it's got to be fun to come and play junior hockey, and you're playing in the best junior league and in, in the entire world, and you know. If you're not having fun, um, you know that uh, you're not going to develop too, right? So we like that, that's that's probably the the biggest thing. I mean, I, I work hard at everything I do, but it's uh, you know it's it's just bringing a level of focus and intensity and teaching the life skills that are that are necessary. That's going to make you a better hockey player too. And some players learn in different ways. I mean, some guys learn in game action. Some guys learn in practice better than others, or with a whiteboard and that kind of thing. So, how do you handle guys who sort of have different styles of learning, whether it's in practice or in a game situation? Yeah, like with the amount of players you got and how young they are too, and I'm learning their habits and and uh, how they learn as well, right? So it's and that's where it becomes a lot of work because if you just if it's just video and that's it, you know, it, it might not work. It might not register. So 
that's where the long hours come in. You're trying to find all different kinds of ways. And, you know, some, some like the individual video, some like shift, like watching their shifts, some like, you know, watching uh, the other team shifts, uh, you know, like, so you got to kind of find the, the right area, what's enough, what's not enough, you know, what's too much. Um, and that's really, you, you got to die just, diving into every single individual player and what, what does this individual need what's going to get them you know to where they need to be so and that's the discussions that go on in the coach's office every day right so it's uh, it is a lot and that's the that's the big difference you know that I've noticed from from here to even junior a is that uh, you know you're you're talking about every single player every single day where are they at um, you know what's coming up for them what do they where do they need to be nutrition wise you know physically mentally um, all those things it's it's every single player every single day and, and we're talking to those guys every single day too so um, yeah it, it's a lot but it, it's fun and you really get to know the guys in and out and they're not afraid to tell you you know at this level how they feel right so it's you know it's uh, it, it's uh, it's it's really uh, it's good it's it's fun it's a lot of work but uh, um, it's only going to make us tighter in the end too yeah, last night, uh, you know, unfortunately, after a, a great start, I mean, it's I've been following this league a long time, and winning both ends of a home and home is damn near impossible. <laughs> but you guys pulled it off, and I want to talk more about that in a bit. But uh, you know, last night is still fresh in everyone's mind. Uh, a bit of a humbling one after a yeah. great start to the year, eh? Yeah, it was, and you know, we like. Uh I think I, I, you know, when you have a young group like this, I think a lot of that goes into it too. Like they're, um, I don't want to say they're, they're they're shocked winning, um, you know, home and homes, but you know, they they might not be, not be used to that too, and and kind of how to deal deal with that. And you know, Red Deer is a team that I think is kind of, you know, I don't, they're not young, they're they're a, a more mature team, but um, they got a lot to prove this year too, and they they got a new coach and. Um, you know they're 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 coming, and you know I think uh, it's it's just being that you know we talked about the just mentally prepared. Um, you know we we're you know were we physically prepared? Absolutely. You know you're all the the, the technical side of things, um, but it was really you know just that that mental side of the it just kind of snowballed, and and, and you can you, you can't get out of it. And kudos to those guys because that's a game where it could get really out of hand in the third period, and it didn't right so that you know you got to take a positive out of it um you know and that was a big thing for us right and um we it's it's a long year and and the good thing is even showing up to practice today like they, those guys are really they were really disappointed in that last night and, and especially on home ice so um you know they, they had a really good practice today and grinded it out and sweated it out a couple high sticks some get some blood out there and and uh you know that's good to see and and that's what that's the environment that we want to create and and it's a work environment where you know you're you're hungry all the time and you're you're never satisfied so um, you know, it's it's a long season for the for these guys, and um, but we want to make sure that we 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 have uh, nights like last night uh, are limited. Um, you know, as we, as we move forward here, yeah. those first two games against Medicine were chippy and physical, but I think that game against Red Deer was a little more so, and I think the frustration started to boil over for some of the guys too, and the score might have played a role in that. But do you think that's kind of the the youth factor of a guy's kind of getting frustrated with not having success and just kind of boiling over to maybe taking some more penalties than they'd like? Yeah, yeah, they were they they were definitely physical and I think you know you're right we I thought we were 
uh, definitely the more physical team the first two nights. So I think it was just a, it, it was a, a game that they just they weren't prepared for. And, and when we're not winning that that physical side of the battle, um, you know, for sure you get frustrated. And you know, we had a couple scoring chances too. And and I think we we're gripping the sticks, uh, you know, maybe a little bit too tight there. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, you know, it, it was it was a. A Tuesday road game, and and sometimes you, you, I know you're in a home building, but sometimes having the mentality that you got to play, you know, a Tuesday night road game, and, yep. and that that's the style that's gonna, um, you know, win on most nights. They they played, they came in and played that type of game, and and it works. So you know, we we have to hopefully even learn from that too when we're on the road, and and that and and that's how we played when we were in Medicine Hat, um, too, and and that's you know how you have success on the road. So we just got to find ways to make sure that uh, you know we're, we're more prepared mentally and especially for the start you can't be down yeah. you know two goals like that right away and chasing and um, you know things things can can snowball for sure um, there getting kind of philosophical with this one here but uh, you know you touched on how the season is long and everything and you mentioned earlier in the discussion how important it is for the kids to have fun and how yep. that's good for their development you know how do you how important is it to properly you know regulate like you know keep in mind we are here to do a job and everything but but still make sure that the kids do have a good time and a good experience with this program yeah it's it's tough with with how the COVID is and you know even right now just where the numbers are at we got to be very careful right so we're not we're not out at restaurants and and things like that and um you know it's it's bill of families in here but it's creating more of an environment uh here in in the dressing room you know with ping pong tables and we have team builders every week so you know like for tomorrow for instance tomorrow night um after uh, dinner all the kids will come back here and we'll have some games for them uh uh, for them here and we kind of have every week you kind of keep a different uh, you know theme and, and things like that too so it's a, li- a little bit of a mental physical um, thing as well but uh, yeah that's uh, you know it's 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 really really tough and it's it's just talking with them and <coughs> sorry they got to be together all the time so it's uh, finding unique ways to you know make competitive um, like whether it's keeping score and things like that, uh, you know, the board games and um, you know, obviously poker is a big one. And it's kind of kind of staying away from the video games, yeah. um, but more, you know, personal stuff where they're talking and interacting um, with each other. And, uh, you know, the workouts uh, get pretty competitive, too. And, you know, keeping scores on, on even the workouts and yeah. just finding little ways here and there to mm-hmm. keep them engaged and keep their minds uh, and, and just keep them together because that's really right now that's that's the family right it's tough because they can't see their parents and can't hug brothers and sisters after games and that's really tough right so it's uh you know that's their family right now and and uh you know it's uh hopefully we can get get through this soon and we can do a lot more but uh yeah that's unfortunately the way it is right now you talked about the competitiveness within the group and how great is it as a coach to see guys who are 16 and 17 year olds so you know frustrated after a loss like that guys who really want to make a difference on the ice and have futures in hockey as a coach i would imagine it's so great to have players so young but still feel that way yeah and, and we forget sometimes like you see the size of them and and uh and how they play and you forget how young they are sometimes but uh it is like you know the 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 future is really bright here there's a really good young core and it's uh i i really feel that there's there's something special there um you know and it's it it does it takes time for for those guys to to develop and especially get stronger 
um, and experience, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, if even you look at the games and being in the bubble last year, it's not a lot of games. So even, you know, a guy that should be a two-year guy now is really, you know, might only have 20 games under his belt. So, um, you know, it's, it, it's tough. Like that, like everyone, it just affected everyone, like having a, a whole year um, kind of lost and especially those, those games and not being able to play like a playoff games too. Like the playoff games is almost, you play in a playoff series, especially for a younger guy. It's like having two years of development, mm-hmm. especially if it's a really good series, you're playing a good team. And so that's really important. And that's kind of, that's where we, we, our key is this year, because if we can get in there, which is the goal, and give these guys, especially this 04, 05 kind of core, um, you know, group and give and the 03s and give those guys the experience of playing playoff hockey and how much it elevates because it is a completely different game. That that'll be real. That'll expedite, um, you know, what 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 the future is going to be here for sure. So that's that's a big key for us. Hitting home ice tomorrow. Uh, well, this is being recorded on Wednesday, so it'll <laughs> be released on Thursday. So from the listener listener's perspective, tomorrow night uh, home game against uh, the Edmonton Oil Kings squad from Edmonton. Uh, they've been competitive over the past few years. Uh, what, what do you know about the opposition? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, obviously, you know, the big players and, you know, I had, I had guys like Gunther at, uh, uh, with Team Alberta and things like that, too. So it's, you know, we uh, uh, very similar, um, you know, maybe to like a medicine hat where they play fast and there's there's quite a bit of skill in, in their top six. Um, but again, you know, another really well-coached team and um, you know, they'll be ready. This is a big year for them too. And, um, you know, uh, getting some guys, some, some big guys back too. There, there's a lot of expectations on, on that end as well. And, you know, every game, uh, you know, and that, that's a big difference here too, is every game is, is a really tough game and every team is, is, is a really good team. And you got to really put a, a good effort in every night to, to give yourself a chance of getting two points. So, I expect that we can't you, you can't make any mistakes like we have to be the the more physical team we have to be the team that uh, um, you know really sticks to to having the right habits when we don't have the puck um, and when we do those things we have uh, we have enough we have enough skill that we can create offense but it, it always starts from from our defense and blocking shots and, and buying into that and being on the right side of the puck and 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 all of the four games that we played against Medicine Hat, that's where we created all our all of our offense was from the D zone and, and creating turnovers and then being able to transition quick and and uh, you know that's one thing we got away from um, you know the, uh, against Red Deer. So that'll be a key for us, uh, I think, uh, uh, tomorrow. And um, you know we're looking forward to it. Kind of a big weekend measuring stick wise. I mean, you've got the Edmonton Oil Kings, who are one of if not the top team in the whole league coming in, and then Sunday you're in Calgary against a team that's usually one of the top teams in the Western Hockey League as well every year so uh, a big weekend for these guys and a chance to kind of show what they can do against some of the top end teams yeah I'm sure the guys are looking forward to, to it uh, to it as well and you know when you're in the bubble too like a lot of these teams some of these players have never seen each other before too so they're kind of finding their way as well and it's exciting to be in other buildings and playing other teams too I'm sure for for these guys but I, I can see they're excited really excited about it and um, sometimes too it's nice to to get on the road and um, you know we haven't been in a hotel together yet and you know so getting to experience that and and uh 
and then a couple games next week too and another road trip should be uh, pretty fun for the guys well matt uh, thanks so much for doing this for being a guest on the podcast and uh, you mentioned the season is long we'll be doing this a few more <laughs> times i imagine but uh, again thanks for heading down to this end of the rink and hanging with us man i appreciate it assistant coach matt keeler on the broncos this week podcast brought to you by original 16 you're listening to broncos this week presented by original 16 the official beer of the swift current broncos a big thanks to Swift Current Bronco assistant coach Matt Keeler. Plenty to say, uh, the newest member of the coaching staff for the Swift Current Broncos and our feature guest on the Broncos This Week podcast. The team getting ready for a big one tomorrow night, uh, the Edmonton Oil Kings in town, Bosch. Yep, big time game for this team. Uh, six NHL draft picks on that Edmonton Boy. Oil Kings roster, so this is a big test for them. And then on the road Saturday afternoon, heading to Calgary for a 2 o'clock game at the Saddle Dome, a big weekend against some uh, you know big time franchises. Yeah, and uh, a reminder that the Broncos are rocking their new thirds tomorrow night. A very, very sharp-looking jersey. Yeah, some awesome jerseys. First time they're going to get a chance to wear those. Uh, the players love them. I think a handful have already sold, so hopefully some more being sold there once uh, fans kind of see them uh, on the ice and in action on Friday. And we got to get a plug-in as well for the new province-wide 50-50 that the Swift Current Bronco organization implemented. Um, our 50-50 pots have been uncharacteristically large in the uh, through the first few games here, and uh, I mean, it's great now that people, even if they're they're unable to make it to the rink, can still have a chance to win some money. Yeah, it's easy to find it too, scbroncos.com slash 5050lottery. Um, you know, I was kind of talking about it in the first intermission of Tuesday's broadcast, and I think it doubled by the time the intermission was over. So uh, great to see that people in the venue are still buying. And, of course, anybody in Saskatchewan who wants to buy online can find it, scbroncos.com slash 5050lottery. All right. Swift Current Broncos hosting the Edmonton Oil Kings tomorrow night, 7.05, here at the Innovation Credit Union Iplex, third Jersey night. We hope that you can uh, make it to the rink and check that one out. All right, that'll do it for another edition of Broncos This Week. You've been listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16.